0: let's move beyond your comfort zone and into your genius zone, because it's time to tap into the higher wisdom within you, your higher genius. I'm your host, Christy Turley, author of the book, The Intuition-Led Business, serial entrepreneur, and intuitive intelligence expert. Imagine the possibilities when you can make better decisions and create practical and sustainable solutions using the power of your intuition, your higher genius. This is the Higher Genius Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Emily Klein, and you'll hear in this episode, Emily's simple six recipes for living a joyful life, regardless of your circumstances, and why Emily does what she calls a bliss walk each day, come rain or shine, what it entails, and its awesome benefits. You will also learn about how she became a master of her misery and how she flipped the script and became a positivity expert and joyful life coach. We'll also hear her get out of a funk list that she uses when she's feeling down and wants to find joy in the mundane. Emily Stuhlman Klein is the founder of Live a Joyful Life. She's a joyologist, a positivity expert and joyful life coach, author and chef. Her 25 years of experience in personal development and fulfillment have made her an authority on helping women and heart centered men to stop comparing and start living, even when life doesn't look like a brochure. Emily works with clients both live and virtually, one to one and in groups. All right, welcome, Emily, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm
1: so excited to be here. Good.
0: Yeah. Well, we have some interesting world circumstances happening around and, and no matter what time you're listening to this show, it could be next year for all we know. But mm-hmm. um, this certain situation that we're faced with is, is helping us all to look at our lives and look at our business and causing us to see what needs to be reinvented and what needs some creativity, what needs um, some changes. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Some recipes for joy and playing full out and living without any regret. Awesome. So let's do it. So you, like we were talking before the show and we just decided, Hey, we better press record. We're about to say something really brilliant. So
1: I know, right. Isn't that how it is? And you're like, I should have written that down. I should have, you know, And you were just saying that too, like business owners. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to this podcast today, and um, I think it was today. I don't know. Anyway, and, and so the the woman said, "If you want people to be able to read your mind, you have to write it down." And I was like, "That is so brilliant!" But why that was so fitting and so appropriate right now is because with this whole Corona thing going on. I have all these daily practices that contribute to my joyful life. And it occurred to me that in order to share them so that other people would have the same tools that I had, that I should write them down. Um, And so there really is a recipe for joy. And whether it's in your personal life, in your business, life as a whole, it's so important to, um, to have daily practices.
0: I totally agree. I have daily practices myself and it's made all the difference. So what is it that you do in your practice? Well,
1: I'm going to tell you in one second before this, I want to say that recipes really are opinions. Mm. And so sometimes it's just like the not necessarily the thing, but the the category that perhaps the thing could fall into that is the thing that resonates for you. Because, for example, I have I have so many friends that are entrepreneurs and everybody's got somebody they follow. And I don't want I'm not going to say the name, but like um, just because I don't want to, you know make anybody feel bad, (laughs) but like, and and also because it doesn't matter because their thing doesn't resonate for me. And so in this particular thing, um, they're like, you have to read a book a week and this is one of the books that you should read as your Bible. And so this friend of mine gave me this book to read. And I have to tell you, like, if I can't sleep at night, this (laughs) this is the thing that I read.
0: Sounds pretty thrilling.
1: (laughs) I have to say, the person that wrote this book is a bazillionaire with a jillion followers, but their their strategy doesn't work for me. Their recipe does not make um, what I want to eat Mm -hmm. what I want my life to be.
0: And
1: so... For me, um, it's it's really simple. And I I actually wrote it down because so many people are feeling so lost right now. They're stuck in their house. You know, for a lot of us, we work from home. So it kind of feels normal. But for a lot of people, it, it isn't. And everyone's like wanting some sort of control about what's going on out there. And you can't control what's going on out there. Ever, Like the truth is you and I were talking about this when we first met what's going on out there has nothing to do with joy and what's going on in here. Mm -hmm. So to get to my recipe, it starts with moving your body. It could be kickboxing in the basement. It could be a dance party. It could be dancing with your kids or dancing with your husband. It could be a strip tease like anything to move your body and literally get the blood flowing. That's the first thing. The second thing is eat something delicious. Like this is not the time and life in general, like you, you want to enjoy life. Sometimes things are like in order to like, I'm watching my this or my that and you know, you can, um, could be creative about that but eating delicious things like this is not the time and life is not the time to suffer really Mm -hmm. um also um nourish your mind read something that feels exciting to you like this book that uh my friend gave me that is like a really like uh, book not for me like right now i'm reading a book called um i think it's called when god winks at you And it's all about coincidence and like, that's like God showing up and he calls these things God Um, winks. mm -hmm. It's like this great little book, but it feels delicious Mm -hmm. to my mind and, and for my mindset and for my day and for my life and for how I show up in the world, for myself, for my daughter, for my clients, for the world at large.
0: Yeah. It feeds your soul much like your breakfast that you enjoyed. And I can't help but notice when you were talking, I just had this aha. It was like, enjoy and joy. Like joy is in the word enjoy. And the key To having joy, which I would always get upset at people who would say, oh, you've got to find joy in the journey. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Like, (laughs) you don't know my life. You don't know what I'm going through right now. It's pretty difficult or whatever. Like, don't tell me to have joy when, you know, (laughs) I'm facing whatever it is. Right. And um, I'm in a different spot now. Right. But I found that finding things you love, finding things that you enjoy is really how we experience joy it's not external to us you know it's not found in all these achievements and reading 10 books this week and you know making sure we're at the gym three hours a day or whatever the list of achievements that some of these podcasts give you to do right it's really enjoyment
1: absolutely I could not agree with you more. I'm going to take a a step away from this recipe because what you just said reminded me, I realized the other day that familiar and familial is almost the exact same word. Sure. Yeah. Which is why so many things that people seek out regardless of whether or not they really want to is because it's familiar, because it's familial, because it's what they grew up with. Yeah, good point. So I love, I love words. <laughs> yes, I do too. <laughs> words are like the best thing ever. Yeah. And, and choosing the right one it it's makes creation. A difference. It creation,
0: is creation. Creation, which is also related to joy.
1: 100%. So that's why we love words. <laughs> Oh, so much. Like the other day I was, I was working on this, something I was writing for my website and um, I put the word dispensing and I was like, no sharing. Yes. It's such a, it's a, it's two completely different things and both would communicate something, but not the same thing
0: totally agree and and it's interesting too like i ran into that the other day it's like it's so easy to say use this in order to get that but then how about using something like a word like understand or embrace you know it it it, it it's just so much more beautiful and almost like a layer of emotion to it which pierces into people's minds even further than one of those common words like use or get right
1: Yes. Another thing is that, um, I, I was listening to something, uh, or I was reading something on Facebook. I don't remember what it was, but it was something where people were like, everyone was like judging everybody else. Mm. And someone said, well, what about having compassion mm-hmm. instead of judgment? And yes, they are completely different words, but they mean completely different things. And what a concept to choose compassion. Absolutely. If only we could do that A world.
0: Well, you know, if everyone had a sign around their head saying here's what I'm dealing with right now, we would have a lot more compassion, but that's not how the world works. We just have to pretend we don't know their story. We haven't walked in their shoes and, and not to judge someone when we're on a totally different part of our journey than they are.
1: Yes. and, and, Like, I think that you don't even need to know what they're dealing with to choose compassion. Yeah. You know, just
0: compassion, compassion for everyone. I was just saying, like, because we're in a physical world, wouldn't it be easier if everyone had just a sign around their neck saying, you know, uh, you know, I just went through, you know, this situation, you know, be kind to me or something, but we don't. And we have, we have to remind ourselves to
1: be kind anyway.
0: Yeah. To be kind anyway, (laughs) despite appearances. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, well, let's get back to your recipe.
1: Oh yes. So, um, then, um, take something to completion every day. So don't just start something like literally have something that you can experience producing a result. Mm. It could be Anything at all, but there's something about the satisfaction and, dare I say, joy that comes from uh, beginning to end. Something measurable and yummy. Um, Then there is also um, do something in service of someone else. It can be anything. Um, And last but not least, um, reach out and connect with someone that's important to you. This is my recipe for a joyful life. If you do those things every day, whether it's like one minute or 20 minutes, it literally will transform the way life occurs for you. I love
0: it. Now, have you ever noticed if you didn't do one of those things, any consequences that happen throughout the day, any funny stories? Um well.
1: Well, back before I I was divorced, (laughs) but but before that, um, my ex sometimes would be, so I take this five mile walk every morning and it is me. It is me and God. It is my divine time. And I call it my bliss walk. Now I call it my bliss walk because of the divine nature of it, but also because if I said, I have to take a five mile walk every day. (laughs) Sounds miserable. It does. Sounds Sounds miserable. (laughs) But like I'm taking my bliss walk. Ooh, can I come? (laughs) But so the funny thing was that on the days and and it's for my head. I mean, yes, body, yes, but head, mind, like all of that. Um, So on the days that I didn't do it, my ex would be like, "Hey, don't you want to go for a walk?" (laughs) Because he noticed that I needed that. And it's it's 100% like I I literally don't miss it. It it can rain, it can snow. It, I I do not care. I will dry. My shoes will dry. I am so blessed to um have a warm home to get back to and dry clothes to put on.
0: Yeah, it's true how easily walking out in nature will flip a switch in your brain, in your mind. Um, That's great. It's a great form of meditation for people who aren't wanting to OM and sit in a Lotus position too, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> totally. I once did this. Um, I used to live uh, in the city and there was this place called integral yoga. And so it was a store, but it was also a, a yoga studio uh, and a meditation studio. And they had something called walking meditation. And I was like, Ooh, that's right up my alley. I'm going to love it. I was so wrong. It, it was like, we all stood in a circle, like, and and, and walked really slowly. In this circle, oh my! (laughs) And like I'm someone like I like to move it, move it. (laughs) Yeah, like I like to move it, move it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of high achieving performers that like to do that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Meditation, some it's been good. Like I I enjoy. I didn't always, and I actually fought against it, but I definitely have noticed too. Like when walking or even on the treadmill, you know, ideas will come that Mm -hmm. don't normally. Come. Yeah. Just because it's like it, I don't know the science of it, but I know there's science to it because I've read it before. But it's like that that rhythmic walking, you know, mm-hmm. occupies a part of your brain. So it unleashes like the the center where you get all your ideas and inspiration. Like why you call it your divine time? Because I'm sure you yeah. get a lot of
1: ideas. Well, um, so to tell you all my secrets. So when I leave the house, I say. Um, good morning, God. Good morning, source. Good morning, spirit. Good morning, universe. Good morning, Archangel Michael. What do you have for me today? And then I go and I find that like, I don't even get a block before stuff just starts coming to me. And I used to walk with this little microphone, a little um, a little uh, recorder. Yeah. And then I would get home and I would type it into my um, into the computer. But now because of the iPhone, um, I just put it in notes. Uh, I have notes open and then I just hit the microphone. So I, I say whatever the thing is. And when I get home, it's already in my computer.
0: Oh, nice. And
1: it's that's genius. in the notes app. In the notes app. Yeah. I, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't quite, you know how technology transcribe. when it works yeah, is yeah, awesome. Yeah. And then sometimes you're like, huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: Once it said, uh, I got home and it said, uh, the mayor, the horse and the horse's neck. I was like, I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Don't even remember.
1: (laughs) Isn't that funny
0: how inspiration is so fleeting? Like you're like, oh, I'll remember that. And how important it is to, again, write things down, right? You have to write
1: things down. Yes. Um, so I count my gratitudes every morning that brings so much joy. Just to remember, like I, I have this little altar that I made and I have 12 stones and I don't know why there are 12, but somewhere someone said, you're supposed to have 12. I, I literally don't know. But so every morning I gather them up and I say a gratitude for each one and I put them down and then I light a little candle and then I go do my reading. Um, and then I have all these little cards, like when I have um, cereal or anything that comes in the cardboard box mm-hmm. at the end, I cut the cardboard up into little note cards mm-hmm. just because it's like good to jot things down. But now I actually jot gratitudes on those and I have this little trunk and I put it in every day. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. So practice. like on the days that's a bad day, you could just reach in and grab one and read it and see the date and what was going on. I'm glad you mentioned the
0: bad days because this is important. Um we started out the episode talking about how, you know, uh, it's important to write things down and I believe that it's also for those bad days. So we have we can have a checklist to go through, you know, like how do you get yourself out of, of funk?
1: Yes. Are you asking me or are you just- Well, yes, it's story? rhetorical, but
0: if you would like to a- answer the question, I'd love to hear. <laughs>
1: um, well, uh, I think, first of all, I think it's good to embrace whatever is going on because oftentimes, like you can't, you can't step over stuff. You really have to go through because if you try to step over, um, it doesn't really get solved it gets like sort of shoved in the back of the drawer, like an old cheese sandwich, which then, you know, you can imagine what the old cheese sandwich will smell like when you remember that it's there. So I think that you really need to work through things rather than, you know, just getting out of them. But I think oftentimes, um, you know, if you change your physiology, it really does, change a mood. So whether it's putting on a song and literally having a dance party for a minute, um, or even like doing jumping jacks or, um, um, like have, telling a joke, like anything, like little things to just shift, shift your attention, shift your energy. Yeah.
0: Cause what you focus on expands as we know, right. Totally.
1: Yeah. I almost see, I almost see like
0: Writing a letter to your future self, having a bad day and saying, okay, these are the things <laughs> that will get you out of it. Cause it's going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Just like we were talking about before, like what works for someone isn't going to work for somebody else. So yeah. the gratitude trunk is such a good idea. You could, I mean, when we're feeling low, it's kind of hard to get to gratitude. That's on the opposite side of the spectrum yes. to be able to just reach your hand in there and just read a few cards and say, you know what? And also making a meaningful, not just like, you know, I'm grateful for my house, but like, why, why are you grateful for your
1: house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting descriptive. Yes. Yeah. Things that will actually transport you. Yeah. To the feeling mm-hmm. of the gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, Oprah mm-hmm. just says, um, someone asked Oprah what is her favorite gratitude? And I love it so much. Thank you. Just thank you. And and it's so, you know, we forget, we're lucky. Like sometimes, listen, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not like you know, I'm not a, I'm trying to think of like some like uh, Paris Hilton. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know what her spiritual life is like, but like, you know, there are people that I am not, I'm not Oprah. (laughs) I'm not Oprah. Let's do that. Um, But wow. I'm lucky. Yeah. Wow. Like gee whiz. I am lucky. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing is you can't really compare your, your backstage to someone else's front stage. You really don't. I mean, you really don't know Oprah, for example, right? You really don't know who she is other than what she has on her front stage and what she has or what she has to deal with. Like Mm -hmm. you could probably guess, but you probably don't know. Like it's like an iceberg. You can see the little tip of it, but you can't see what's below the surface. And it's a lot, you know, a lot more below the surface than what you can imagine. So, yeah, I do think it's important to, to really be grateful for what we each have because we're different, you know, we're all different and we choose, we choose, we get to choose.
1: But no, and not only do we choose, but we choose, like we choose thoughts that are useful because we, we make up everything. And so you can choose things that inspire you and you can choose things that make you feel like garbage. And I think that a lot of the times, you know, we forget, we think it's true and it's not true, you know, yeah. like, especially like back to the whole, like coronavirus situation. I don't know why I keep talking about it. Well, yeah, I know I keep talking about it because, you know, I'm in my house right now and like, well, it's
0: huge right now in the world. Yeah. Yes, it, it's huge and, every, right now and It affects everyone in the world too. So
1: it's everyone in the world, my sister lives in Paris and, um, they are on lockdown. And they got a, she got a something this morning that said that um, even like bicyclists and joggers are only permitted to go uh, one uh, kilometer from home. So it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, but it's definitely an adjustment. <laughs> it is an adjustment. But um, my, what I was going to say was like people, they, they worry about what will happen. And I think that, you know, you prepare. And then you got to let go, Mm -hmm. because unless it actually happens, then you can be in that world. And then you will take one next right step after another, you know, making your best choice with what you have at the time. But unless it actually happens, there is like it's a big smoke screen, Mm -hmm. you know, to uh, to keep you from what you, what you can focus on.
0: Yeah. It's an illusion. Yeah. The, the future is an illusion and it's not set in stone. And any choice we make today can affect the future, you know, and there's no point in guessing what the future
1: may hold. You can't Mm -mm. predict it. No, like you, you try to, you, you put one foot in front of the other one next right step, but you know, you're working towards something but you have no guarantee um what will happen like there's there's no like there's no real cause and effect like sometimes you'll take a lot of steps and then the thing that you thought you were getting is not the thing that you get you get something over there but it was still because you took those steps right you know what i mean right
0: yep yep totally so you talk in your work about how to be a master of your own misery can you
1: speak a little bit about that and what that means well, um, they say that um, you have mastery over anything that you spend 10,000 hours on. And I was writing this book um, and what I discovered, cause I was like, what is my mastery? I'm like, is it this, is it that, is it this, is it that? And I realized that what it was, was misery at the time. I had been in a place where I was so miserable for such a long period of time that that was the thing that I had focused on. That was the thing that I could write a book about. That was the thing that I could teach you while I was sleeping. And the beautiful thing about that, because there's always the beautiful thing about whatever it is, is that. Um I can rever- reverse engineer that. I could create anything. Like it, it it's a matter of, I think what you call your attention to. Um, and again, what you know, as we were saying, like w- what you focus on increases. Mm-hmm. So when you focus on like something bad, something negative, scarcity, 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 guess what you get more of? Yep. Exactly,
0: exactly, and you know it. It it is. I think it's it. This situation is teaching us to be more present, more mindful. You know, and for some of us, it's you know, being more present with our families. You know, and um, snuggling with our kids. And you know, like you said, all we can really have control of is what we're doing right now in the moment, or what we're thinking right now in the moment. And um, the best thing we can do is create joy, right? That's that's really what I feel like this life is all about. It's like to find joy,
1: to experience joy. Yes. (laughs) Every day, as Mm -hmm. much as you possibly can. I think that right now we're all sort of hunkered down and it's like, what, like, what's beautiful about this? What's great about this mm-hmm. moment? Like, how can I use this time to go within and really, um, and really use it to, to create more joy for me, for you, for my daughter, for her dad, for humanity, you know, like all of us, I was watching, a. Uh, I made this mistake of turning on the news. And um, because I I don't I don't do the news. Like I, yeah. I if I do, I'm I senior. put a tire from her for five minutes. And then when the timer rings, I am done with the news. But I turned it on, and there was um uh, uh, there was a story about guns and how gun people buying guns was at an all-time high. And they were interviewing people, and there was this guy, and he was like, Well, you know at some point we're going to run out of food and then you got to protect what's yours. And I thought, oh my God, like that never even occurred to me. Like what a, what like an opposite, what an an interesting thing to spend your, (laughs) to spend your precious time on Mm -hmm. contemplating.
0: Right. Yeah, I know. Well, it's good. It's good to be prepared, but at the same time, you don't want to like, spend your whole entire day trying to think of every single contingency. And this is true, whether, you know, you're on lockdown right now, listening to this, or if you're, you know, if you're just talking about your business, right. Yeah. I've, I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and there's a huge difference between someone who is focused on growth and someone who is focused on protecting whatever they have, you know?
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. and. um and investing in your business so that your business, um, is the best it can be to serve whoever it is that you serve.
0: Right. Yep. Let's, let's talk a little bit about creation. And in, in one of our last, um, talks together, we were talking a lot about invention and creation and you made, you made, a remark which was pretty interesting—that nothing is as satisfying as invention and in creation. Now, I totally agree with that. It it goes right in line with what we're talking about today. And um, a lot of people don't think that they're very creative. They don't like. We're not talking about become an inventor and invent something like Thomas Edison. We're not talking about being a creative like Walt Disney. What are we talking about?
1: I don't remember. <laughs> well, we're, I mean... Take me back. Take me back <laughs> and then I'll get me back on track. Sometimes I just go with my creative energy. Yeah, I mean, well,
0: we're talking about some of the things that can kill creation and, and innovation. And um, one one of the videos that I have on my website is about how a lot of times when we buy like into a formula, like a one, two, three step method you know, we do that because trying to figure it out out on our own could be scary. You know, what if we do it wrong? We kind of have a feel of fear of failure, you know, but the whole idea behind innovation is that you're okay with failure. You're okay to fail, you know, nine or 10 times. And then you finally happen onto something that is new and fresh and, and innovative. And so, especially in business, when we're talking about how things are changing so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, I really believe that the formulas and the methods that we may have even bought as a course, even like as, as, as late as, you know, three months ago will be irrelevant in another three months you know, just look at how much life has changed in the last couple of weeks with this, you know, again, Corona, sorry. It's like a drinking I know, game right? today. I don't drink, but it's like a drinking game. We keep saying it, but, <laughs> 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 um, you know, it, 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 we're, the world is changing so quickly. And so we, we need to be okay with creating in the moment and, um, be okay with not knowing what tomorrow looks like. And be okay with, you know what, this thing that I might want to try might fall flat, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Um, you know, we've I feel like the currency of of whenever we emerge out of this, the currency will be innovation and creativity. And that's not really what we talked about last time. These are I'm just free-flowing. This is like how I feel. And so it's like, um, you know, how are you going to operate in the future? Now, now is the time to start looking at that and looking at um, who you are, what makes you joyful? You know, if you, if you hate bus- your business right now, for some reason, hmm, that's a clue. You're not enjoying something. What needs to change? What needs
1: to shift? Your thoughts. We're just having conversations. Um, Well, I think that so many people or a lot of businesses sound very similar. Totally. Because um, people are afraid to to show up as only they can. And to say, The unpopular thing and take something um, that's working and, you know, take a hard left and just shoot for the moon or shoot for something different. And, um, you know, like I used to call myself a, a joyologist and people would be like, well, are you certified in that? I was like, listen, life coach didn't even exist. You know, ten years ago, or fifteen years ago, or twenty years ago, whatever it is, I'm I'm just judging. Like, like at some point, someone was like, "Hmm, I'm going to create a certification for this," but there wasn't one, right? And right. I think that I think that we paved the way as we take risks for others to also take risks. I think mm. it was was it Jesse Owens that ran the first four minute mile, and no one had done it, and then all of a sudden, everyone. Knew they could able to do it because someone had come before them mm-hmm. and so you can be the one that comes first and the thing is people talk about like overnight success but they don't see the 20 years you were in your garage <laughs> with your thoughts and your laptop or or whatever um i just i i think that uh There was a time and there's a time now for women that wasn't there before. I was speaking with someone the other day and she's doing this thing called the Grandma Project. And it's talking about people's grandmothers and like our relationship with them and what was available to them. And women now, like this is our time to like humanity rests, like literally humanity rests on our shoulders. We are the creators of humanity. Without us there is none.
0: Now, why do you say that? That's curious. Like why would you say just women and kind of cut out the men? What?
1: Well, uh Well, you actually, if you say it that way, um, men can have way more babies than women, but they can't have babies without women. (laughs) Women need to agree. Women need to be on board to continue um, life. Yep, this is
0: true. Yeah. And I mean, to that point, I mean, all of us have creative energy inside of us. It's our life force. Right. And, and when we suppress that creative life force, when we follow what others are doing in their formulas and not creating our own formulas and writing them down, as we were talking about before, um, you know, something inside of us dies a little bit or gets a little stagnant. know, And I've seen it. I've seen a lot of businesses that come to me and they're stagnant. And it's because they've been following what their mastermind has been telling them, or they've been following some guru's method and not asking questions, asking hard questions. Does this resonate with me? Kind of like the book you were sharing about before. Yeah. Does it resonate with me? do i believe these things really is there something about it that i would like to change and then having the courage to take a risk and do things a little differently and that's how you, you will get noticed that's how you'll attract your ideal customers
1: yes. right yes to have and and to have the um, and to have the wherewithal to go first mm-hmm. and, and you be the one that paves the way mm mm-hmm. I was walking once and on my bliss walk, <laughs> it was dark. And um, as I'm walking down the street, there's this huge branch in the road and there was someone walking behind me. And as I get to the branch, um, I'm like, I, I almost tripped over it and I go, branch. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> and I think that it's just such a great illustration of paving the way for those behind you by being the one to call out branch, not being the one that's like, Oh, okay, there's going to be a branch somewhere I, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, like that's awesome. I think we are all the teacher, we are all the student mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I agree and and the the unfortunate thing that I see sometimes out there with people who are leaders online is you know this feeling of knowing it all or not having a beginner's mind and not, not being willing to try new things. Like it's your way or the highway, Mm -hmm. it's your, your formula or not, you know, this is the only way to be successful in business. This is the only, you know, I can't stand it when someone says this is the only way, or this, there's only two ways or whatever, you know, it's like, that just automatically makes me say, you know what? I'm going to find a different way.
1: (laughs) Okay. You know, it's like, what I have found to work is this. Mm -hmm. This is what has made a difference for me. What do you think? What has made a difference for you? Exactly. What could we create together with my way and your way? Right. That's brand spanking new. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I say that all the time. It's like when two different elements come together, they make a new one. And that's, that's alchemy. That's innovation. And so, yeah, I agree. It's not his way or her way. It's like, you know, you can take all of these things and mix them up and make something totally new. Yes. So, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about your, um, get out of a funk list. Like what are some things that you would, you have written down, um, for when you're having a bad day or when you're you know not feeling on your game what is it that you do to i mean you said there're six things in your recipe are there any other things like do you go and get uh, a green juice do you you know watch some favorite show of yours like what are what are some of the things let's give people some ideas so they can write some things down
1: oh um, i walk the dog i cook something I think that the kitchen. Uh, I was a chef for twenty five years, so the cu- the kitchen is uh, a sanctuary for me. And I happen to be a, a genius at. Um, I cook like our ancestors cooked. Like I cooked like I, I cook like the immigrants cook. Like I-, I I I I'm not hello fresh. I'm not plated. I'm not any of those where like the box arrives and you have like a little thing of soy sauce and like four Brussels sprouts. I'm like, Hmm, I've got these like wilted greens in the vegetable bin. And I've got some salsa and what is that an egg? And I, you know, and I make these like miraculous things. So I feel like, and sometimes even like my house smells the best when I have a lot to do (laughs) because it's definitely a place that I can, it's the place where I go to hide as well. You know, and I think that I think it's important to acknowledge that, um, you like when you're a life coach or you're some sort of person that people hire to help them with their lives. I think it's really um, it's hard to admit and to really like share the places where you stumble and um, that you stumble. Because if I'm not perfect and I don't have it exactly right all the time and I'm showing this face to the world, why would someone hire me and I think that um, I think that for me um, m- my people like that I am transparent and I am authentic and I am clunky, not smooth um, it's how I roll um so sometimes one of the things the other day i I got um to get myself in my fun for the funk list, I made my own TikTok account. Cause I don't know if, if I don't know if you know what TikTok is, yeah. but
0: And <laughs> I mean, how'd it go?
1: <laughs> I want to learn to dance. And I'm not a good dancer. And like there's all these moves. And it's like, like <laughs> so like TikTok is really fun. Like I think that um when you do something that's not expected that will just really put you in a great way unless you suck at it or you have a 13 year old like I do who's like, oh my God, mom, it's adorable how you think you can, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, what else do I do? I might take a coffee break. I might have, a, there's some shows that I watch. I have like a Monday night lineup that I enjoy and sometimes I'll uh, I'll take a break and I'll watch something. The problem is uh, Netflix is um, they, they, they happen so fast that if you sit down to watch one, it's like six hours later and you didn't remember hitting, you know, <laughs> so I don't recommend Netflix. It goes too fast.
0: Yeah, it it is. It, it, it puts your conscious mind to sleep actually a, a little bit. It, it, those images are going straight into your subconscious mind and and that's why there's such a thing as binge watching. Cause you really do forget you're, you know, sitting there
1: just vegging. Well, it's not even that it's that they'll, it'll say uh, the next episode will start in three, two, and you're trying to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes right in and you're like, okay, I'll just watch this one. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's funny. All right, um, how can people learn more about what it is that you do? And then after you tell us that, why don't you um, end us off with a final thought?
1: Ah, um, okay, um, so uh, my, web- my website is liveajoyfullife.com. Um, and so you can find me there, and it says how to contact me and a little bit more about me, although I think you know quite a lot about me at this point. Um, so yes, liveajoyfullife.com. Um, and my final thought is that joy is tangible and everything is tangible. And so when you think about joy, it's not like you know, fluffy and it's not, oh, that would be nice. Like literally everything is joy from the smell of your kids head while they're sleeping to the you know the million dollar deal that you close everything 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 is tangible and joy is tangible i hope
0: you loved today's episode and if you did please subscribe and leave a like comment and or review every interaction whether on youtube or your favorite podcast platform helps this podcast to reach more people like you Thank you for tuning in to the Higher Genius Podcast.